it was a phoenix moment. And so during that dark time, when I began to embrace uncertainty through the help of a therapist, um, something changed for me. And then I really rose from the ashes. I know it's laughable to say, but it was that's what my feeling was like. And I met my true self for the first time. There's your Daily Shot of Inspiration weekend interview series. I'm Joe Longo. I'm a mindset and a manifestation coach, and it is my intention to help you reach your goals. Reach those intentions that you set in your life by asking you the hard questions that point you right back to yourself. This podcast is all about inspiring you and having conversations with inspiring people, artists, authors, coaches, therapists, you name it. If they're inspiring and uplifting the world, I want to have a conversation with them. Today, we're talking with the host of The Wanderer's Guide to Cosmic Fabulosity, the author of When They Cheat, and he also has an amazing TikTok page, D.W. Long, coach, therapist, actor, pianist, children's book author, you name it, Dan is amazing. And I'm so happy to have this conversation to share it with you all. We talk about a lot of fun things. You can get all of the information to connect with Dan in the show notes. Please go follow him. If you're on Instagram or TikTok, give him a follow. You are going to get good content put in your feed every day that will help you, that will literally help you live better, live happier, live the life that you want to live. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you all. And now, enjoy this conversation with Dan. Hey, everybody. So you just heard that intro. I'm with Dan. And this is the first time actually meeting you, Dan. Thank you. Um, I've been watching your your TikTok content for, I don't maybe like a year, year and a half. Mm. I know when I first saw you, you were doing it um, to build your audience for your book. Yes. Uh, Dan is an author. And Dan wrote a book called Why They Cheat. I would love to, 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 to touch on that. But just before we go there, everybody that's listening, watching, um, I love your content because I love how real it is. But so I feel like sometimes you're, you're hugging us and you're <laughs> kicking us in the ass at the same time. <laughs> and that's a beautiful line to, to be able to hold. So it's like, oh, I'm getting hugged, but oh, wow, like that stung a little bit mm. too. Yeah, um, no, I get that. <laughs> I, I'd like to like, so like I said, when I started, when I started following you, it was you were talking about your book, and it was in the process of coming out and being released. And did your publisher, did somebody say you should go on TikTok? What got you into the TikTok land? Oh, gosh, it, you know, so I'll make it a quick one. But it's so funny, my husband and I were looking at TikTok during the lockdown. I started looking at it and he was like, I'm not looking at that fish. And he's Scottish and very pragmatic and, and stoic. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he's on it and he's enjoying it. And then we decided in a, on a goofy afternoon for him to teach me a Scottish word on TikTok. And what happened was about three words in, he suddenly had this video. Well, we did this video that got like 200,000 views and, and these, you know, 5,000 likes. And he was just like, wow. I was like, yeah, well, I'm never going to do TikToks. And then one day I thought, why wouldn't I try that? Because I started following therapists and coaches like yourself mm-hmm. um, and I fell in love with your content and it was always like perfectly placed what I needed to hear, Joe. 
<laughs> that I would, you would show up and I'd be like, well, damn. Okay. So um, I decided one day to start making therapy type coachy type TikToks and just see. And so that was really it. It was an experiment. And for a long time, I hovered it, hovered it like, um, like 700 followers. And I was like, that's great. We'll just kind of keep going. And then one day I got two in a row that suddenly like got me these 25,000 followers over the course of five days. And I was like, what the hell is happening? Um, mm -hmm. And now I need to be serious, I think. <laughs> right, right. Like, oh, wow, people might actually be paying attention, which is beautiful. And for a lot of people listening and my friends that I talk to, they hear me say, I'm like, seriously, go on TikTok. Like, just go on. It's not, yeah. or eventually, right? Like, as soon as you go on, you're going to see all the dancing videos, but they're changing things, right? So maybe that has changed. But, you know, a year and a half ago, I was like, just search for what you want to see, like search mm. for the content and the algorithm will get to know you. But if you don't, right? And you watch that girl shaking her ass, not that there's anything wrong with that, right. you're going to see more of that content, right? <laughs> so it's just kind of like watching your feed. And as I, like, as I watched you grow and other people, I'm like, wow. And then myself, because I've been playing in the Facebook world and the Instagram world forever. And right. Instagram just like it plateaued, you yeah. know, and there was like 4,500 people. And I was just like, poof, mm. for years, literally years. And I'm like, okay, I guess maybe I'm just not putting out good stuff anymore. And thanks to the apocalypse and the lockdown, I was just, <laughs> just me and my dog. And I've been pulling Oracle cards live on Instagram and Facebook. So I'm like, why not just do this? Mm. And I'm a photographer and I have all of the stuff. So I'm like, why not just sit down and, I don't know, do a whole month of Oracle reads? So I would literally, like back probably when you saw me, I would like sit down for a day and just record like 45, 45 reads. I'd continually ch change my t-shirt and then oh, just wow. chop it up and then schedule them all to go out. So then it was like, oh, I'm doing this. It's neat, but I'm only really taking up a day of my, yeah. of my time to do it. And people are like, whatever, that's weird. That's silly. I'm like, I'm telling you, like I'm getting people, like clients from all over the world yeah and that's the beauty that we don't know anybody at least for me like everybody that's in tiktok land i have no idea who they are and i just feel this freedom to be like i don't give a fuck this is me i don't yeah. even know who you are i'm gonna be me and it really helped me to stay authentic do you do you find that as well oh i you know I've been a performer my whole life. I was a concert pianist early on, and, and I was legitimately doing that, you know, going in international piano competitions, the whole recording career, kind of, what am I going to do with that? I went to theater school at 25, much against the, what my parents were not happy about that. They were like, why are you doing that? I'd always wanted to be an actor. So I've been performing for a long time. I have noticed over time on TikTok that I have wanted to be my authentic self the whole way through, but it has unfolded to be more so like I, in the beginning, I was like, oh, I shouldn't curse on here and I shouldn't do these things. And I better not talk about that because I'm not an expert. And then I got the fuckets and I kind of went, I'm going to talk about what's resonant with me and what's passionate and what is topical. So clients were saying, I'm struggling in a way that I've never struggled before. And what do you think about that? And then I would bring that to TikTok in a way as long as I could relate to it. So I have become maybe even more myself on TikTok than I was in the beginning because I think I was filtering myself and I don't filter myself in real life. Mm -hmm. People know who know me are like, yeah, we know <laughs> with you what we see is what we get. And on TikTok, I was doing something different. And that's what I've learned in an arena like that that was growing as far as exposure. I thought I need to peel away layers here. And so now I just let it rip. And I generally record them once. And I'm like, if I screw something up in it i'm just like well there it is i mean that's mm -hmm. what i had to say about that and i don't need to do it 11 times to try to make it perfect 
Right. And the interesting thing for me, because I started with like a look, you know, like it was <laughs> one of, you know what I mean? I was like sitting in the same, like I was on my steps or in front of something and it was always the same because I was recording it all on the, on the same day. And TikTok apparently liked that. Mm. And then when I started like just going for my walks with my dog and being like, hey, have you thought about this? What about this? It's like, oh, wait, that's different than what you're used to doing. Yeah. What do, I do with this. But the more yeah. like I just have to stick with that because I love doing both. But I love like when something just hits me, like if I get off a coaching call with a client or I'm being coached and like there's something just like I, I, I don't have time to set up my camera and do all that. Like I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah. And, and they're slowly growing. But the interesting thing in reels, they take off because, right. you know, they're, they're still just pushing everyone out there. Um, so yeah. for everyone listening, our little sidetrack there about the, the nuance of TikTok and how beautiful it is. I'd love to talk about some of the content that you do talk about. Okay. And, uh, you know, maybe explore it a little, a little more. And the first one is just because I, when I, I heard, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, the forgive and forget. Um, so I'm curious because you're like, okay, you don't have to forget them, which I love. But can you, can you talk on that a little bit? Yeah. I, I, I look, I have a polarity there as well. Um, I won't say it's like being on a tightrope where you might lose balance. It's more like holding two things, you know, because when I think of a polarity, I think of these equal sort of uh, interdependent things. And so I think, you know, for, you know, for when I discovered that my husband had cheated, I did move into the forgiveness arena um, and not because I thought I had to. You know, I, I say in that little TikTok video how I was conditioned that way. I was socialized that way. You know, we need to do that, you know, because it frees us. And so there was something about putting it in a box that didn't resonate with me. And this was years ago that I came up with this idea. And I don't know if I'd heard it, if it was a cosmic download, but I was sitting in a group therapy session and I was listening to a woman say how she could not forgive her husband for having done something in particular. Um, and I, something just came through me and I said, why do you even need to forgive her to be free? You know, and we explored that. And this is probably eight or nine years ago. And since then, I've held the idea that it's okay if we choose, if we set our intention that forgiveness is not what I need here. Moving on is, but mm -hmm. I don't necessarily need to forgive. You know, I'm, I still have uncertainty around it. Um, in some ways, because I did forgive my husband for being a cheater. And I hate to label him like that. But you know, that's what happened. Uh, but there are things that I imagine one goes through in life that that are unforgivable. Um, and having worked with people who have had things happen to them that are unforgivable, and I can even in my own through my own lens, see that they're unforgivable. I feel if it is empowering if someone says I am choosing not to forgive that person, I am going to empower myself by saying no to forgiveness here. And I'm still going to hold my own spirit as I move on doesn't mean that I'm going to be stuck in some trench of mental health by not forgiving, because I've seen people thrive through is the word unforgiveness. <laughs> yeah. So it makes me ask the question, like, okay, why do I have to do the thing that my parents taught me if it's not necessarily working for everybody? That can't necessarily be a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you for explaining it. Because as you explain it, I think about, you know, when I tell people, you don't have to be their friend. Right. Like right. we don't have to be everybody's friend. We're not yes. going to like everybody. And that's kind of, I think the same thing. It really is really a personal thing. Thank you for explaining it so beautifully like that. Because um, no. obviously I went right into, oh no, I forgave, you know, but that makes so much sense because there are things that happen. that's just, oh, shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, having sat with people as a clinician for years, you know, the, some of the stories, you know, you, you have these moments out up of choked for a decade while you think you've heard it all. And then you hear the next thing and you're like, uh-huh. Oh, what the hell? You know, you just want to hold people in that moment. And when you hear stories where someone can't forgive someone for fill in the blank thing, but they still in some way have found their power. It has to, I have to beg the question, you know, I have to ask, wow, the thing that I was taught may not be a one size fit all. So why not say we don't have to forgive something that is quote unforgivable? I think it depends on our own perspective and life experience and the lens we carry around and our worldview. And, you know, I'm never as a therapist, and I imagine you do this as a coach as well. Don't just solidify things for right. someone. Oh, you know that you will never survive this lifetime if you continue to do meth, right? <laughs> I've said that to people before. And then I bumped into them in the grocery store 13 years later and been like, um, you should have what? like okay yeah all right so i guess you continued doing meth and you're still here so why did i solidify that you know it's a wonky example but i think you get the point i'm making yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome i mean it's all so interesting coaching and learning and mm-hmm. getting pushed and i think sometimes at least for me some because i i like to give people a hug and like you know you can do this but there are times you know to be like uh-uh you need a you need a kick in the pants today yeah. like, you really need to hear that yeah, I've had that experience from a coach and a therapist, and um, and I there's such value in that, especially when we can take a breath and have clarity. If we go, you know, this is the contribution I need to make here. It needs to be like the master thwack, you know, mm-hmm. thwack him with a stick. You know, my therapist would say, if I didn't thwack you with that stick last week, you'd still be messing around in that dirty sandbox you were playing in, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I'm sorry I made you cry, but you know, I, if I didn't give a damn about you, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't be bothered. I'd just be taking your 140 bucks an hour and saying, thank you. Right. And she wasn't about that. She was like, I want you to fire me. You know, and that's the thing I say to my clients, when you're ready to fire me, we need to have that happen. Yeah. When, you know, and we both get to decide that it's just not, you know, unless you fire me before, you know, we need you to fire me. I'm not going to be your tagger on for the rest of your life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that too, as well. Cause I'm just like, I don't want to work with you forever. Like, I would be that mama bird and and kick your ass out of the nest. You got to fly. You got to fly. Kind of like, really, I think you do that in your your videos. Like, there's this, like, hug, but also sometimes a little little smack. Like, hey, you need to hear this. Let's let's touch on the dark night of the soul. Mm. Yeah. Um, Because you said (laughs) yours, it shook you, right? Like, they all do. They all, they all do. Um, Yeah. I'm just curious if you want to talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm so happy to talk about that. Yeah. And, and if you can, in a way, right. Cause I mean, we're all have one place, right. We're here. And then all of a sudden we end up and we're in this dark place, this dark night. So I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Am I dying? And then it's like, we come out of it. Was there something that propelled you or kickstarted that for you? Yes. Um, it was the, I want to frame this in the best way possible. It was The inability for me, not having, I think, been taught to do this, to hold uncertainty in a way that I could stay sort of on course as I was meeting uncertainty. So what happened was at a point in my life, this is more than a decade ago, um, I was having deep uncertainty about what my contribution was, what I should be doing. I was an actor in New York City. I was in a theater company, but I was not booking things. And I was having this period of just nothing happening. So 
Boyo started to drink to cope with that. Now, running kind of on the anxious side anyway, and a brain that is scanning sort of like the 360 at all times, um, that was my coping mechanism. And during the course of a couple of years, um, you know, I don't have one of those 17, I've been drinking hard for 17 years stories. But during the course of a couple of years, I was really not figuratively, but literally drinking myself to death, I think, because you know, I wasn't functioning highly. I mean, I was, people thought I was fine, but on the inside, I was actually crumbling. So I had this period right about the time that my mother took ill with cancer and, um, and I had not stopped drinking. I had tried to course correct and not made it. She died. I thought, Oh, I'm going to get my shit together now. And I just tanked and I had one of those go up in flames and then lay in a pile of ashes until something else happens. And I hate to be sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for when you, when it's something's trite and overused, but it was a Phoenix moment. And so during that dark time, when I began to embrace uncertainty through the help of a therapist, um, something changed for me. And then I really rose from the ashes. I know it's so laughable to say, but it was, that's what my feeling was like. And I met my true self for the first time at 41. For the first time in my life, I met myself and I had never done that. I'd always put blinkers on. I'd been an actor. I was like, we, if I work out enough, I'll get more jobs. If I, you know, I need to get my skin polished every two weeks. I mean, all this bullshit, all this externally driven crap. And I had never really looked inside. I thought I had by studying characters and seeing what I could bring to them, but I'd never really looked at what Dan was made up of, which was childhood trauma that was not going to be faced. It was just going to be used as a preparation to cry on camera. Yeah. Really ratchet bullshit to do one to oneself when you don't realize you're doing it. <laughs> yes. yeah. So eventually we stopped drinking um, and uh, and then have not drank since. And um, and now, you know, have a, a more clear lens um, of how to approach life and, and some ideas about how to do that and intentions on how to do that. Whereas I think my life before that was kind of like a willy nilly oh, I think I'll just kind of go over here and see what happens moment. And I'm still like that, but I'm still, I'm, I'm looking at it before I do it rather than just kind of being on a drifting boat and not knowing or caring. Mm-hmm. So when did everything that you're doing come into your life, the, the therapy and the coaching, mm. acting, when did that transition happen? Yeah, that, okay, right during the time that I was sitting with a therapist and, and, and I had, I had unknowingly set my intention to really dedicate that time to myself. And I said, I'm ready for a deep dive, deep plunge. Please help me because I think otherwise I'll implode and I don't want to end up dead. I think I've got something to do in this lifetime and I don't know what it is, but I could feel it. Um, So she worked with me. We dug around and during that work with her, I started to have the feeling and I used to kind of negate it by saying, well, I bet everybody feels like this. They get therapy and they're like, I want to be a therapist. Mm -hmm. Well, I said, I want to do this for people in some way. And I don't know quite how. And to have her say to me, you would be very good at this job after all the work that you've done, consider it. So I went back to school and got a master's degree and took five years to get the clinical licensure and all that stuff. When everyone was like, what are you doing? Why aren't you going back to New York now? And, you know, calling your agent and saying, okay, I'm ready to work again. You know, that wasn't the story. It was like, I need to ditch that stuff that was more about, that was more attached to Maya, more attached to material things and say, how can this little spark of divinity help another spark of divinity be more luminous? And that feels like a contribution to me that doesn't feel like work. It just feels like, okay, I'm listening. Finally, sorry, it took 41 years, but you know, I'm here now. 
Thank you. <laughs> I, I love how you you said that because this has been a, a really a big um, remembering for me that knowing that internal knowing like we know that there's something more for us mm. and sometimes we don't know what it is we just know like there's something <laughs> yeah different. and um, I, I love that and that 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 spark you know came from you going through that dark night right it's like coming out of it is really what kind of put you where you where you are yeah um, and Very listening to things outside of myself, right? I, I have to acknowledge you here because your contribution on TikTok is is really huge because, you know, I, I'm a, I, my belief system is that we're all the same being having a physical experience, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when you pop up on TikTok or anybody for that matter who has wisdom to impart, um, I listen, whereas before I think I wasn't listening. And so when you would pop up, Joe, <laughs> and you'd say something, that resonated with something I'd been pondering, I was like, well, damn, okay, well, then this is important for me to hear. And I need to take this on and not go, oh, how sweet that kind of resonated with me. I need to go, what the hell am I taking from this and actually going to put into some actionable thing. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's important to do that to live intentionally that way. I've discovered rather than mm -hmm. being a drifting boat. <laughs> right, right. And that's like, it, it sounds like you started listening to yourself you started listening to your intuition and yes and because i'm talking to myself right now <laughs> right that is so beautiful so beautiful um yeah i'm i've had also this reconnection with intuition because of the oracle cards like it it, mm. they, it just happened right it's like going to the gym when you go to the gym you're going to work a muscle that muscle is going to get bigger we mm. all have intuition within us and i just had this like download whatever just came to me a couple of days ago because i'm doing a course and this is just i'm not even doing this on purpose but i'm doing a course on intuition and and using oracle cards but not to like learn how to use oracle cards but just to do something every day on mm -hmm. care and compassion i wonder what this means and explore it right yeah. and just kind of go into it but i noticed from doing pulling cards so much i'm like holy shit like my intuition intuition that i thought i was listening to before is now even more on point Mm. I was like, the more we listen and follow those little things and pay attention, it's like, oh, there's something good in this. Like, mm. I'm on TikTok, right? And the world wants to say, oh, that's silly, right? But it's like, no, there is quality content that's going to help all of us, right? Like, same with your content. Like, I would watch them, like, oh my God, yes, I needed that. Mm. That's, exactly, that's exactly how I was feeling. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm like, yeah, I need to be here. And again, we can figure out the algorithm to bring us the content that we that we need but it's kind of like staying in the present moment and when we're in the present moment the signs and the synchronicities are always around us yeah we're usually our head is too far up our ass to see them and yes, actually, exactly when we pull our head out and we're like oh 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 my goodness i'm seeing clearly now They're, these signs have been around me the whole time i just haven't seen them Mm. I wasn't focusing on actually, I like to say what we want, like when we focus on what we want. And by that, I really mean like our burning desire, like knowing there's something more like you knew mm. there was something more you started focusing on it, doing the work. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to take the time to get all the hours that I need to get. And it's not an overnight thing, but it's a beautiful process. And when we listen, it just grows and grows and grows. And for everybody that's here, you know, that, that is listening, start listening to that little voice, mm. right? Um, and again, I'm no medical practitioner, but this all came back to when we crawl. Like, we intuitively knew that it was time to start crawling. Yeah. Right? It's not like a mom and dad was like, okay, Joey, it's time to crawl. No, I just started crawling. 
right? And then eventually, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to pull myself up on something. Probably going to fall down, right? And I'm sure all of the adults were like, look at him, look at him, right? But there was no one, you know, showing me just my in my internal knowing that that infant knew. It's time to go. It's time to get up. It's time to start going. So if we can hear that voice that clearly, right, follow that drive to get up and walk, we can do it now. We just turned it off. Yes. It's like, how can we turn it back on? And we turn it back on by just practicing. Grab some fucking Oracle cards and start pulling them. Like, I had no idea what I was doing when I started. And now I'm like, I'm giving Oracle card reads to people for money, you know? And I, like right. it blows my mind. Because I'm like, wait a minute, I was this football guy, right? And now I'm, I'm pulling Oracle cards? What? <laughs> but it's just this beautiful e e evolution that I think you're probably experiencing as well from just being out there and being authentic. And you're like, I have something good in me to share. And I think we all do. We all have that something. And I think if everyone can just chill and you're like, I know there's something more. I might not know what it is, but I know there's something more. And to be okay with exploring, maybe it'll take five years to figure out what that thing is. Yeah. But what if we actually travel down that road and start exploring and seeing and talking to people? Yeah, I agree. You know, that I love what you're talking about because you're saying this thing that um, I've, I've held this sort of meme in my head for quite a while. I don't know is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And what I was speaking of before when I wasn't able to hold uncertainty you know, so I medicated myself figuratively because I, the, I don't know, didn't feel like an opportunity of discovery. It felt like, well, the, the, the uh oh, the curtains are going to close and it's going to go black and it's mm -hmm. going to be like those Monday nights in the theater. There's no theater, right? You know, so <laughs> I don't know is an opportunity. And I'm hearing you say something very similar. Um, yeah. Do you have a way that you, when you're coaching people to, <laughs> to teach them, help, help them to embrace that? Sort of just because you said just chill. Like, and what if when someone says to you nervously, Joe, I can't fucking chill, right? What do you well, do? Right, right. So I I mean, I'm a I'm a, a huge meditator. I've been I feel like I've been meditating my whole life, didn't even realize I was meditating when I was meditating. Um, and I think meditation just gets such this a bad rap because you hear you gotta quiet your mind. You gotta quiet mm. your mind. And people are like, I can't meditate. I'm like, shut up. You're never gonna quiet your mind. The it's the job of the mind to think, just breathe, right? daydream like go into those places so the biggest thing that i have the people i work with do is just literally start breathing and if it's just breathing in silence for three minutes no mm -hmm. oming no mantras just <laughs> into the inhale and the exhale right like yeah. just flow with it and eventually that three minutes is going to feel so good every day mm -hmm. when we actually do it for everybody listening you have to do this shit, right? And the first couple of weeks, it's probably going to be painful to sit for three minutes in silence. Mm. Never do it. Mm -hmm. But the more we can do it and the more we can just be, I'm okay here. Like find a, instead of like, and no offense to any Krishna devotees, instead of being like, Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna, Krishna, right? Be like, I'm okay being here. I'm okay being here. I'm yeah. okay knowing. I'm okay not knowing. Mm. And hold yourself in the space of being okay with exactly where we are. Mm. And I think that will help bring us back to the present. And then we can actually kind of start exploring a little more and go out and do some shit. But we got to give ourselves the freedom to, to be alone, be uncomfortable mm. for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a difficult one. Um, you know, Pema Children, um, there's a book um, 
comfortable with uncertainty, I believe it is. It's, you know, Buddhist. And, um, and she writes so beautifully to that. It was, that was a very helpful book for me at one point. Cause, um, you know, like I said, I didn't know how to do that. And, you know, and now I, I tell you it, and this is without ego, something that makes me really happy is being with myself. And I mean, self in all caps, like listening to my true self, which is you, which is the world around me, which is the energy fields that I feel around me, that listening to that and being with that mm-hmm. makes me happy because I'm suddenly held by all. I know that sounds a bit wooey Oprah bullshit, but it's true. <laughs> it really it is. I agree with you 100% because we, we are. We're you are me. I am you. We're all the same. We're all aspects of the divine experience and this beautiful spinning rock that we're on. Mm. And when we realize mm. that, and the same, right? Like if we were sitting here and I was annoying the hell out of you or you were annoying the hell out of me, usually it's because whatever, right? It, annoying that I'm seeing in you is something that annoys me and me. Yeah. And seeing it reflected back. So I'm like, oh, that's annoying. But really it's me seeing me. Yes. I'm just annoyed with me. I'm not annoyed with you at all. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's the great thing. Like when we start realizing that and then like, and I think this is really great with parents, you know? So I recently moved back to the Pocono mountains from, from Philly and, and I'm very close to my parents. Oh, nice. And going and hanging out with my parents and being like, Oh, that annoys. Wow. Why are you? And I'm like, Oh, that's me. That I'm annoying myself, but my mom is doing it to me. And it's yeah. just my reflection that I'm seeing or my dad. And I'm like, Oh man. it's a beautiful way to really let yourself expand into who knows what may happen yeah if you can be awake to that that i mean it's the simplest thing i think our greatest teaching moments learning moments like enlightening moments are in what you're talking about right it for me the problem was not being awake to that and i can still be very asleep to that because my husband's a really great reflection of of some of my meanness (laughs) yes And, you know, and, and sometimes the blinkers come up or, or the dirty lens and I'm like, stop doing that, you know? And it's like, if I take on what you're saying, I'm reminded that, oh, hell, that's just a reflection of what's in here. And, oh, well, shit, <laughs> let's make a cup of tea. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm curious, um, how, how do you stay present? Because I feel a lot of what you're saying is really being being present so what what kind of practices do you use to help you be you Mm. so presence for me um you know it's a i do these little one minute check-ins all day long and i must do 30 of them literally where i stop it could be you know i might go into my bathroom or i might just you know stop where i am in the house or when i'm outside mindful breathing which is very simple mindful sort of mbsr breathing that i teach people who have you know trauma histories mm-hmm. inhale slowly belly breathing extra slow exhale out it's a it's a this somatic psychotherapy you notice we got a little a little stuff happening with our our connection all right, I think. Oh, really? I think we're back. Maybe. Okay, I'm plugged into my box. Okay. Using Wi-Fi because I was afraid it would be. <laughs> yeah, all my wires. So. It's it just you know, random stuff because you're telling us good stuff. So let's just start one more time. The, from okay. The, breathing, the somatic breath. Yes. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um. So 
Feeling belly breathing slowly, exhaling slowly, noticing the breath. And then I turn my attention to my whole body. You know, in, in the beginning, I might teach somebody to do sections of the body, but I just turn my attention to the whole body and then I just listen. And I just notice what I notice. My stomach just growled. I had thoughts about something I'm concerned about. Um, there's tension in my neck. I was holding my shoulder. Right? And I just notice, 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 notice. And what it does is it stops everything out there and just puts me here. And I do that so many times during the day that when I need to be present, my frontal cortex goes, we're going to be present now. And it just snaps into it. And this is from years of just very mindful sort of meditation work. Now I do mantra meditation as well and, and some other things, but you know, that mindful breath and just noticing that gets me so in this space, figuratively my space that it is facilitated somehow you know, scientifically, we'd say we, we grew some synaptic connections that makes it easier for us. And that's mm -hmm. how I do it. But I do it in tiny little bursts. Uh -huh. I have meditated for two and a half hours before. I can't say that I love it. <laughs> I'm better in short bursts. <laughs> and that's great, because then you're bringing, you're bringing your, yourself back. That sounds like a very, like a technique. Did you learn that through your piano acting time on in, in that world? Was that yeah, well, a practice you know, that you had back then as well? Yeah, you know, as a as a pianist, focus was never hard for me because I could sit for eight hours and forget to eat practicing for a competition. Yeah. And so my brain was already attuned to that. The thing is, is that, you know, you're kind of like working from inside and then projecting outwards, whereas when this thing that I'm talking about getting presence means that I'm needing to look inward. And that was always uncomfortable for me, not uncomfortable so much anymore. I mean, it can be. Um, but my first therapist, well, the only therapist I had, um, told me about mindfulness meditation that it would do something good for me because i was on the adhd spectrum if you want to look at western medical model stuff and blah 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 and i was like oh diagnoses whatever and she was like well just do a minute a day and i said i'm not doing that i've got way too much going on in here you need to give me some better solutions for the money that i'm paying you i was the right shit well mm -hmm. eventually i started to do it and within a couple of weeks a one minute a day I noticed something and then I was craving 30 minutes and craving, you know, other amounts of time. And I still do meditation for 30 minutes, but I don't do that every day, but I do the one minutes all day long. And it was her idea. Her name is Nan Johnson. She's retired now, fierce woman. And she, you know, told me that if I did the one minute, it would change my life. I told her she was bullshit. And then I had to write an apology letter. <laughs> I, I love that. And for everybody listening, you hear that one minute. One minute. It's like, the truth. One minute. And this brain that's all over the place, one minute changed my life. Mm -hmm. And now I love to get my minutes. I look for them. I look for them. When I pull my car into the parking lot at Little, I sit for a minute, mm -hmm. breathe, and just go, wow, I'm here. Now I can go by my rutabaga, you know? <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's very... Um, um, you familiar with Abraham, Esther, and Jerry Hicks? Oh, very much so. So, so mm. there's, uh, you know, one of their many practices is segment intending. And mm. it's for everything you do, right? You just take a moment, connect yes. that intention for, oh, I have to get on a call before I actually make the call. I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to be mm -hmm. here. Then I'm going to mm -hmm. do it. And it's so powerful when we do it. Yeah. When incredibly powerful it's so powerful i mean it's hard to convince people how powerful it is and it's the simplest thing do you think i love the way that you just said that do you think the struggle is sometimes because it's so simple yes 
I've we talked like, about this at a talk at um at a uh, conference for therapists once, talking about how the simple interventions, right, the simple parts of interventions of the times are sometimes what I find clients push back harder on, you know. And I know that that was my therapist's experience. She was like, "I'm just asking for a damn minute," and I was just not going to give it to her, <laughs> you know. Right. You know, the more complex things, can we deconstruct my childhood abuse? Blah, blah, blah. Can we sit down and chew on that? My brain was all wired for that shit. But the little one minute thing, I was like, that's not going to do anything. And that was the most transformational thing. Deconstructing that, that other stuff took a couple sessions. And I was like, I don't want to hold that anymore. So I'm just going to let it go. And it was done. Yeah. As, as I've been you know, doing more of this work and working with more people and just writing more because that's been something that has recently started happening in the morning i'll get coffee and i'll sit down and i'll just start writing who knows what's mm. happening but it's just it's like a nice little morning practice but i'm exploring like all of these things and the one day i was like it's because it's it's too easy it's just too easy i'm telling mm. people what to do and it's so easy no one even thinks that it'll work because yeah. it's so easy and they don't try and, I, and I, I'm, I'm, it baffles me because I was in that same place. Like, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. It's too easy. But then when I really do it and give myself the time, it works. Mm. But we have to do it. And I think sometimes, especially in this new world, oh, let me take a picture. There it is. Instant, you know, instant gratification everywhere yeah. we go that we want. Oh, well, I Joe, I tried that simple one minute technique yesterday. I didn't feel anything. Well, no shit. Just yeah. try it once. Yeah. Right? That's the, the beauty of the simple, right? Do it for one minute today. Do it for one minute tomorrow. And then maybe build up to one minute in the morning and one minute in the evening. Yeah. Until you get to like where you are, where you're just like, where where is that my minute? Like, I can't wait to get that. Thank you for your time. Before we go, though, I do have one more question. Oh, good. Um, you're in New York. And now you're in one of the oh. most beautiful places on the planet. Yeah. So, and, and where, where are you in the world? I'm in Scotland. Scotland. Yes. Uh, and your husband is Scott, Scottish. Yes. Um, was he there? Was this like a long, how did you end up there? Oh, that's interesting. You know, going I'll, from, you know, New York to where you are now. Cause the other day you shared a beautiful video out on a kayak or a paddleboard in, I don't know, heaven. Yeah. Oh, it was, it's, it's heaven. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I'm, you know, we're really fortunate. We live right on the, the, the North Atlantic is literally spitting distance from our front door. So right out there is North Atlantic and then the inner Hebrides, Kara, Mall, And then, so all the islands are right out front of the house. And so it's a beautiful place to paddleboard because you're not getting all this surf because it's all protected by the islands. So fabulous out there. You know, when I left my husband, I wasn't certain about what I was going to do with that. You know, will we heal this? Will something happen? And, you know, and I was, I was really smacked awake again to listening to my intuition, which I had, I think, um, covered in some way, because my intuition was singing to me for a year and a half before um, I finally confronted him with the cheating. You know, it was telling me, but I thought it was my mental health was deteriorating at the time. I thought, oh, I'm paranoid and delusional when no, my whole being was saying, you need to wake up and see what's before you. And so now I always listen to my intuition. So in the meantime, anyway, so I went to Vancouver and stayed for about four months. I was like, this is great. I went to Italy off and on and stayed there for about half the year at a time. And I'd always loved Scotland. And I have friends who live in Paisley, which is just outside of Glasgow. So I was going to go and stay with them. 
I was chatting to him online and I was like, yeah, we'll meet. You'll be my friend with benefits and we'll hike 15 miles and climb 4,000 foot elevations on the hills here and it'll be fabulous. And then I'm going to go to Bali. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that was my plan. I was going to visit for a minute, you know, have some fun <laughs> and then go to Bali. Um, well, you know, the universe went, no, 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 this, you have some soul purpose here. And so we're going to make your heartbeat a little faster. And even though you said you weren't ever going to do this again, uh, like get married, we're going to have you fall in love and then you will get married. <laughs> so that's awesome. what's happened. I've got married again saying I wouldn't marry again. I would partner because I was very open to partnering. And I chose after I left my husband and then decided I did not want to go back that I would remain vulnerable in any relationship. I was not going to close my heart down, but I just didn't know that he was going to be this guy that I was going to have this huge life experience with. And then last year in October, literally coming up on a year next month, we decided to, marry and and just make it a thing so this is permanent home until we decide to go somewhere else so that's the quick and dirty (laughs) that's awesome and i ask because like again watching and just the little bit that i know about you i feel like you are a a a manifesting machine you're just like i'm gonna make this happen this is what i'm doing this is what i'm doing and you might not see it right but literally i remember one of your old tiktok videos saying my publisher wants me to have i don't know do this and i don't know i don't know what i'm doing but here i am and i'm I'm watching and i'm watching and i'm watching and there was a while i'm like why does this dude only have like 800 people following him like he there is good shit that he's putting out and as i'm watching i'm like all of a sudden like around that time like there it is he got it like there they are like they they found him and then just watching like it just seems like that you are in this beautiful space of allowing being present right doing that practice which Mm -hmm. i feel again being an outsider and a manifestation coach watching you i just feel like there is this you're just in the flow and it's like this Mm -hmm. is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make it happen and i'm on tiktok and now here's my book get my book because it's real fucking good so everybody (laughs) get the book Uh, (laughs) so thank you for being an inspiration thank you for being real on TikTok as well and being real here and 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 allowing us to share in your time and your energy. Um, where can everybody find you? Oh, I, I so appreciate this experience. Um, I, I've, I've, when you said, hey, do you want to come and be on my show? I was like, yes, I get to meet this guy. I've been admiring <laughs> you from afar for quite a long time. I mean, about the well, same, same time we must have. Same, same, same. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, my, my website is mcscoach.com. Um, you know, of course, you can find me at Gabberflasted on TikTok. And I have got clients who hit me up on TikTok. And then I say, go and send me a proper, you know, web form through my website um, and hit me up that way. Um, and then, you know, uh, I've, I've got, you know, a couple of books published, a children's book and then the adult book. And then I have another children's book coming out here in a couple months to hit before Christmas, which I'm super excited about. So I'm out there in the world. You know, I think if you just even Google DW Long, even though nobody calls me DW, <laughs> you find me. <laughs> well, I will put all of your links down in the show notes to your website, to uh, your TikTok. Everybody that is here, please. Please go give Dan a follow. Check everything out that he has to offer. Thank you for being here. I I appreciate this conversation and all of the the golden nuggets that, that came through. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Joe. It's been great.